This podcast mixtape is presented by Basic Space, Future Commerce for Generation X. For more on Basic Space, please visit basic.space or download the app on your iPhone. You're listening to Own the Future. I'm your host, Jesse Lee. We're excited to chat with Jasmine James, founder of JJ Vintage. We talked about her growing up in Oklahoma and how she really got into vintage and thrifting. Jasmine's hobby soon became an obsession, and now she's built a career reworking her favorite vintage pieces into unique items under her own label. Um, I'm originally from Oklahoma, so I went to Oklahoma State University and studied in business management and entrepreneurship. During my time in college, I knew for me, I wanted something more out of myself. So my dad's an entrepreneur. He owns his own roofing company and used to sell on eBay in the early 2000s. So I feel like I was destined to like own something for myself. So my sophomore year in college actually is when I got into the vintage scene. I guess you can say I was thrifting a lot. So I was finding a lot of brands and learning about a lot of vintage clothes and the meaning behind it. One of my favorite shows that I found on YouTube was Round 2. I don't know. You probably know about them because they're in LA. Yeah, I used to watch them. So back in 2015, I discovered them on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the perfect time for this to come because this is what I want to do. So just like watching them grow out of Virginia. Now they have like five stores. Yeah, I got into it because I'm a huge thrifter and I love the way vintage clothes feel, look, everything about it. I love it. So I started was just collecting a lot of Nike pieces. I grabbed it. I didn't even care if it had the Nike tag. And I started learning about what different tags meant. So like the gray Nike tag is like, ooh, this is like a vintage exclusive piece. Like this costs money. And at the time I didn't know that like resellers today are like selling stuff for 180 bucks for a vintage Nike shirt. But back then it was just, I enjoyed collecting. So I wasn't selling anything. And then my friends were like, Jazz, you have so many clothes in here that you don't even wear like you should just sell these and I was just like I should so I just started collecting a lot of Tommy Adidas Nike Champion um Jean Paul like I used to find all of that at the thrift store on the weekend or I didn't have classes on Monday Wednesday and Friday so I would go three times a week and spend eight hours a day and um in Oklahoma thrift stores are extremely cheap so I was getting these Nike jackets and Nike um sweatshirts for like five bucks and flipping them for 40 50 which is still a still because it's just like these are pieces that you can't really find anymore so i started a depop page and from there it took off and um i was doing that for a couple years while i was still studying in college and then i switched my focus to trying to graduate so i stopped for a while so fast forward to 2018 after i graduated college I um, moved to New York. I don't know, being around everyone in New York is just really inspiring. You see everyone is doing something. It's a constant hustle out here. So I was just like, oh my gosh, I kind of want to get back into doing what I love. And it's just making vintage clothes and reworking vintage pieces, what I was doing back in college. So 
nine months later, got my own apartment, had my own setup to start sewing and doing everything. So it, it turned out really good. So my first year, I just started back in 2019. And that's when JJ Vintage was born, November 2019. So I was selling on Depop still, and then I decided to finally launch my website this year. I still have a love for vintage pieces that I personally keep for myself, but now I'm more into trying to figure out like creative ways to make it look better and still on trend for the seasons. Basically, it's only been a year then since you've launched your brand, and obviously that's how we connected and, mm-hmm. and even showing like the process of you. Um, with the yeah. sewing machine and actually how you rework and, and make make the pieces. So what was the inspiration behind deciding to go that route and sort of reworking the Nike pieces? Well, the inspiration came from back in college. I forgot to mention earlier, We, my two roommates and I started, they were helping me rework clothes in college. So I was just doing the basic crop and sew or just make a bodysuit out of like a t-shirt or something like that so the inspiration came from me doing that in college I was eventually got tired of just wearing Nike shirts and I was like I want to kind of make something different but keep that same love for vintage so that's where the inspiration came from me wanting to still wear Nike and Adidas and all that stuff but kind of make it my own style so fast forward to 2019 I just was like, I might as well just start doing this again and just kind of take it to the next level. And that's where the idea to make patchwork tanks came from. I only had a serger at the time, so I was just using my serger to do that. And then I wore it to some event. I wore the Nike reworked tank that I made, and I got so much good feedback from it. So I was just like, should I just start selling these? So fast forward to January, February, I posted it on Depop, and it blew up from there. So... Yeah, it was crazy. What's like, sort of like the next step or iteration from that? What's coming down the pipeline then and, and that you can potentially share? Yeah, so I definitely have a lot of ideas in regards to starting an actual clothing line. Um, so like a sister brand of JJ Vintage and taking those ideas, but making an actual clothing line of pieces that's not just one of one that you can only get on JJ Vintage. I can't say too much because I am working with someone right now on something really exciting, but I do have a lot of different styles I've been working on, though, that isn't just the tanks or long sleeves. I'm getting into pants again because I love pants, so I want to kind of work with that. And yeah, a lot of silhouettes that I've been trying to work with. You know, one question that I meant to ask, and I think is um, very timely too, is just from a consumer point of view then, right? What's your take on resale vintage? Obviously, you went from sort of a fan and a consumer side to then being on the business side of it, right? And now having your own brand. Do you believe that this is a forever thing? And obviously, it's been going on for a while, but people couldn't quite tell if it's a fad or a trend, right? But do you have an opinion on sort of the the future of vintage slash resale? So I do. I've noticed throughout the years, it's become extremely competitive. A lot of people are doing it maybe just because it is on trend or a lot of people are doing it just out of their own creativity. But I feel like if I, in the consumer's point of view, people are still going to enjoy buying vintage. It's just something that will always be around in my opinion, whether it's five to 10 years down the line. But I feel like more it's about your creativity and how you market the pieces that you're making and 
what it is that you're creating out of these vintage pieces. But <laughs> the reselling community is just so wild to me. It's, I don't know. I feel like as a consumer, I would get tired of like seeing the same thing. And I feel like people are starting to realize like, oh, well, maybe I can do this by myself. So it's just that trend of like, or trying to stay on top and trying to continue to put out creative pieces and products that works for the consumer. Now that sort of not everyone, but a lot of people, right, are aware. Maybe five years ago, you know who to go to or you have a friend or people that are like have been really in it. So they're the experts and you can rely on that or you go to certain places and you know you can find good stuff that's authentic and a good price point. The downside of where things are now, right, is there's so much out there. So then how do you differentiate who's actually like authentically real and in it for the long haul? Yeah. And I also just think it's about continuing to study and educate yourself as well and following maybe someone that's been in the game for 10 plus years that has more knowledge and was raised in that era. For myself, I was born in 96. So although I was born in 96, I wasn't this age to really know the culture like that. So it's all about just studying it if you really do have that passion. So like for me, I learned a lot from watching round two videos all the time because they were constantly posting and seeing Sean and his other partners just going and sourcing product and showing how X amount of what this costs for a t-shirt that I didn't know about before I started. It's just being like up to date on all the news and studying it, to be honest. That's how I feel about it. And what's actually interesting about what those guys did with Round to Two is, and you alluded to it earlier, they started in Virginia. You know, I'm a bit older. So like, I remember, I mean, you know, in LA and New York, there were a lot of things kind of like that happening for a while. So when I first heard about Round Two, and I, I actually live off of Melrose. Oh. So I would drive by like every morning and I, this is like years ago, right? And I'd see a line outside in like a weird part of Melrose because they weren't, they're not in like the cool part even. Yeah. And I would see all these kids lined up and I'm like, what is this? Because I'm, I'm like older than that generation now. So I don't follow. And then I eventually realized it was this company or a retailer or a reseller from Virginia. And then to your point now, like, yeah, they have one in Miami, New York, LA, all these spots. And it's actually really cool to see that, yeah, people from or the next gen entrepreneurs can come out of Virginia. And then even for yourself, you're from, are you from Oklahoma? Like, so crazy. Everyone's like, wow, like, how'd you end up here? But yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. So my family was born and raised in New York, but I was born in Oklahoma. Yeah. And then I think what's amazing about it is that there are entrepreneurial creatives, right, all over the country and probably the world in the places that you may not expect, right? So I think even what you're doing while you're in New York now, but having grown up in Oklahoma and going to college there too, I think that's actually really cool. Then my question is, I guess like you sort of already answered, which is like, how did you find out about all these things? But it's literally through the internet. Yeah, the internet is a crazy place. Like I, YouTube is like a, another university in itself. So like I've gone deep into YouTube, like crazy stuff happening on YouTube. So I've learned a lot from there and just by research and Instagram's another crazy platform where you can follow people that's also like in the same line of work as you and just learn from them and get inspiration. Just like, oh, wow, like this is crazy, like what they're doing. So it's easy be, to be inspired. But at the end of the day, it's really all about hard work and making sure that you're doing this because you want to do it, not because you're 
trying to just make a quick buck out of it, you know? So for me, I really enjoy doing this. So I know in the long run, I will be able to continue to do this as well as work on other things because it's something that I enjoy doing and I actually love. The 10 episode compilation is produced by Westwood Westwood and edited by Jason Stewart.